Welcome back to React Roundup. I'm your host for today, Jack Harrington. And with me is my esteemed colleague, Paige Niederinghaus. Hey, everybody. And our special guest for the day, Sean Evening. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, it's going really well. Hey, folks, this is Charles Maxwood. I've been talking to a whole bunch of people that want to update their resume and find a better job. And I figure, well, why not just share my resume? So you, if you go to topendevs.com slash resume, enter your name and email address, then you'll get a copy of the resume that I use, that I've used through freelancing, through my, most of my career, as I've kind of refined it and tweaked it to get me the jobs that I want. Uh, like I said, topendevs.com slash resume will get you that. And uh, you can just kind of use the formatting. It comes in Word and Pages formats, and you can just fill it in from there. So, Sean, let's talk about what you what brings you to React Roundup today. <laughs> well, I have been invited by you lovely folks to talk a little bit about Storybook and specifically what I typically focus on, uh, Storybook integrations. Storybook is awesome. Oh my gosh. And there's a <laughs> Yeah. And there's a new release? There is. Yeah, where we just launched the beta last week and we are getting pretty close. I think I've got I think I can share this because we're announcing it tomorrow is we're going to be Woo. doing Storybook <laughs> Day, small one-day conference to talk oh, nice. about Storybook 7.0. There's a really really cool website where you oh. get uh, this like 3D customizable like ticket. Ooh. This is the thing. With like Next.js really like spearheaded the whole like really cool landing page thing. And they're like everybody's like, yeah, I gotta do that. Yeah. Absolutely. A 3D ticket. Yeah. I'm in. Where we lovingly <laughs> stole that from them for, for this. Yes. It's it's fantastic. And my colleague Varun, who's does a lot of these uh these sites and stuff for us, he's just so good. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait for That's everyone to awesome. see it. It's, yeah, yeah. It blows my mind every time I see something new. From it's me. funny because it's, it's all about just limited by your imagination nowadays. <laughs> you got to like think this stuff up and then it's like, that's the tough part. Then, yeah. Uh, or yeah. you can ask uh, chat GPT to do the... <laughs> <laughs> now you can. Oh my gosh. So much fear and uh, loathing around chat GPT. <laughs> all right. So when is this conference happening, Sean? Tell us. Tell us the dates. How do you get there? How do you sign up? I believe that it's March 1st. Mm -hmm. uh, the website will be announced tomorrow. I have been asked specifically. Don't give that. Well, this is going to come out in weeks, so don't worry about it. You're good. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Perfect. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe it's uh, storybook.js.org slash day. Okay. But, uh, awesome. I'll, I'll double we can drop that in the show notes. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> if it's wrong, then just bleep it out and or just do <laughs> voiceover. Just edit it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Fix it in post. We got this. We got to fix it in post. Exactly. <laughs> well, so what should we expect? What, what's the? Are, can you leak the big announcements or what? What are we talking about here? Will there be workshops? Con oh, yes. Speakers. There free swag. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, when you sign up for your ticket. You can actually put in your name and address, and we're going to send everyone some storybook stickers. Which awesome. Is pretty cool. I have already signed up. Yes, <laughs> I, I am a chromatic, and I do get a lot of storybook stuff uh, from time to time, but I won't say no to more. So, exactly. Yeah, more stickers are on the way. Uh, yeah, there's going to be a lot of different speakers from the storybook community. We talk about everything storybook 7.0. 
I don't think there's any like secret special announcements. Or maybe I'm like Tom Holland and I I haven't been given the full script. Yeah, because they don't they know you're just gonna leak. <laughs> they can't trust you. Yeah, no, you can't be trusted. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, we're gonna be talking about all the cool things that we've already started to talk about for Storybook 7.0. The thing I'm most excited for is our framework API, which has let us bring a lot of really cool stuff in. So Vite works out of the box now. Ooh, my, nice. Uh, my colleague, Kyle uh, Gatch, along other folks at Chromatic have been working on getting Next.js working out of the box. And so we put out a an article about that uh, last week which is super, super exciting. And yeah, mm -hmm. there's tons and tons more stuff there. So, yeah. Well, I'm going to pull TJ here for a second because I, I just want to make sure everybody's up to speed. So there might be folks, I don't know who those folks might be, who might not know what Storybook is. <laughs> I so, was just going to say Sean, that. can you give us like a, like a, a 20 second, 30 second primer on Storybook? Oh, I do this all the time. I'll show up at like parties and stuff. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Imagine that. Imagine imagine you're at a party and somebody's like giving, making you a drink and they're like, what do you do for a living? I'm like, I work on uh, Storybook. Yeah. So I am a developer experience engineer uh, at Chromatic, the company behind Storybook. And so Storybook, for those who don't know, is a sort of front-end workbench is what we're, we're calling it there. To be able to not only render components in isolation, so you can look at different themes, you can change out your locale. We've also seen a lot of people do some really cool stuff with just mocking all the different parts and be able to run their entire UI or like chunks of it without booting up the full app and having to, to like go through full user flows and make sure the state's in the right way. The, yeah, that's cool. The right state. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and people are always finding new ways, new things to do with Storybook. I think a couple of months ago, we had a game developer who was using Storybook to show little pieces of their game. I'll, I'll share a link Ooh. to that. Um, it's one of the coolest things awesome. I've ever seen. Yeah, <laughs> But it, I mean, you were just saying that it basically allows you to pick up anywhere in the story, you know? So it's like you could <laughs> you could have the 10 million credits section of the, of the game exactly. and not have to worry about actually getting to 10 million credits just to test it. <laughs> And you don't have to to pay for the uh, the play to win. Uh, <laughs> right. There you go. Do people have to play? That that's the, here's another TJ question. Do people have but to pay for a storybook? Have, oh no, oh. it's a free open source tool. Cool. It's always going to be free. So yeah, use use away to your heart's content. <laughs> How does Chromatic make money? Are you a consultancy? <laughs> <laughs> no, so we have a paid tool called Chromatic. Um, oh, okay. Which is like storybook multiplayer is the way I describe it. <laughs> so, to use the games metaphor, yet sure. storybook itself is like, uh, yeah, your one player like campaign. And then when you use Chromatic, it's for collaboration. It's uh, you throw it into your CI. It's a place to be able to do visual reviews. Mm. PR, so you can look at uh, the snapshots of. Oh, nice! After your PR, you can see mm. like oh, by changing uh, the margins here, this screwed up like half of the app. 
not just <laughs> this one component that, uh, right. that I changed it for. Uh, yeah. So it's a really awesome way to be able to pinpoint those visual differences. Yeah. Does it do fuzzy matching and all that? Fuzzy matching, as in like well, like you you can basically run a unit test about the UI about the state of the UI itself, like to, to hit the margin bug. Yeah, okay, yeah, absolutely. Oh, very so cool. It will actually do a little onion skin over. Oh, that's cool. Oh, nice. Oh, okay. That all right then. Oh, so you can wow. See like a little green box, and you can turn it off so you can actually see what's behind there. They have a fun like strobe the diff where it does like a little party <laughs> parrot overlay <laughs> lots and lots of fun you know all of the, the critical features. features yeah right yeah the yeah. things developers need <laughs> yeah yeah mm-hmm. yes the things that chat gpt can't do today <laughs> <Right>. yes yes <laughs> yeah oh I'll man just, i uh, could <laughs> i could have used this last week i introduced a bug on myself a css bug <sighs> and it was because i had set a manual width for something and then it of course decided it was not going to scale in any direction because i had given it a hard width of like 70 pixels or something so i spent an hour figuring out how i had done that to myself but this would have probably saved me a lot of time <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I'll pour one out over here for you for that. Like I have done that to myself so many times. It's uh oh it's never yeah, you ever feel great once you've found it either. No, because I <laughs> I had done it to myself, just yeah. thinking I was being smart, fixing one thing and then breaking several others. In the well, process. that's the that's the problem, right? You you break, you fix the one thing, you're like, yeah, I fixed it, and then you it's broke good. everything else, and now you got to fix that. Now you got to fix the bug, and you still have the bug that you hadn't fixed because that now the the manual width yeah. fix that's not working either. So now you got to figure. Out. Now you actually have to do the real responsive thing, which is. Oh, right. Man, <laughs> Figure out the right way to fix this. Oh, it's got to be a flexbox. And <laughs> Pretty much. I have to learn flexbox for 18,000 times. <laughs> Which one is flexbox. it? Justify content? Is I know. Flexbox. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, flex grow is the worst. I can uh. never get that one right. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, but Sean, tell us about some of the the new things that are coming. So one of the things that we have that we actually originally asked you to talk about was material UI and storybooks. So maybe you could tell us a little bit about how that works together. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we've been thinking a lot about integrations into storybook, which we've classified like three different things that we would consider an integration. You've got add-ons, which for, for folks that have been with storybook for a while, they will uh, be quite familiar with that. It's a little configurable piece of code that uh, does the hard work for you, getting something plugged straight into Storybook and ready to go. What we have begun to do, we released this uh, on our website a couple weeks ago, is it's now called the integration catalog instead of the Mm. catalog. So we've got two new kinds of uh, integrations. One, uh, which is recipes, which is exactly what that material UI blog post falls into. So we also have frameworks, which is something like uh, Next.js. That mm-hmm. is uh, a big package, all of the heavy lifting lifting to make sure that that works together. Yeah. Um, so yeah, sort of a class of its own there. But recipes, we want to talk about recipes. Yeah. Yes. Or uh, I uh, go down a different rabbit hole as I am. <laughs> we won't talk in, in depth about material UI because I've struggled with this yeah. myself. <laughs> and I would like to know if this, there's an easier path. <laughs> there is. And I'll send you the, the link 
link the recipe. Oh, please. So it is in our blog, but recipes are a little bit different. This is something that we want to maintain over time and make sure it still works. So mm-hmm. for our blog, it's great that we can put instructions out there, but we're, we can't keep going back into the blog and editing the post. Sure. Um, so this is, uh, this is something a little bit more concrete and updatable. So there'll be mm-hmm. individual pages. So this just goes through like the steps of how to make sure that uh, your material UI components work and like show up properly in, in Storybook. Yeah, the theming, that's the big deal. You know, the, yeah. yeah, gotta get always... the, <laughs> the theme provider and the, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So the steps, uh, I can, I could, I think I probably got it memorized at this point. I've read it <laughs> over so many times. So you want to make sure all of your fonts are loaded correctly into Storybook. So you've got your Roboto font and the icon font. Mm-hmm. Unless you're using a custom font, which Unless we are. you're using a custom font. <laughs> Great. Of course, of course. Why wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. It looks slightly different than Roboto. You know, just very, very slightly. Oh, no. But it needs to be. But it needs to be that font. <laughs> oh, my God. Of course. Well, as long as, uh, so the recipe does say you should definitely try to load that as a static resource instead of mm. from the Google Fonts API. Mm-hmm. One, and make sure you can you can develop in like airplane mode. You're not mm-hmm. trying to go out and grab that. It's already in your <laughs> node modules. Just don't nuke those node modules on the plane. <laughs> no. <laughs> you won't be doing No, you don't want to do a NPMI <laughs> on a plane. No, definitely not. So yeah, if, as long as you load them in statically, it loads faster too. If you're going to use chromatic, that also helps for um, the snapshots. We found that uh, if people are trying to pull that in from like a CDN, it mm-hmm. will show the first font first and then it'll snap over and uh, you're never quite sure when. It oh. So there's like, oh, oh. The font's different or the space yeah. hasn't been set yet. And so... Well, the font's different on this particular run because the CICD just had a slightly... Less good connection to the internet on that one run. Yeah. Oh, oh yuck. Kind of a pain in the butt. <laughs> oh so, my God, yeah. uh, static loading of your assets really helps. Good with- idea. Yes. Great uh, thought. <laughs> yeah. Next step, you want to add the theme provider if you're using, <laughs> if you want to use custom themes. So we do that via a storybook decorator, which is mm-hmm. a uh, function that takes in a story component and the whole context object of Storybook. And then it can add some stuff around the story. So for React, pretty clear cut. You can put more components around the story component, like a theme provider or... Your 18 different providers, yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, your I-18 next provider, (laughs) or everything. Right, you know... Yeah. Do that as separate add-ons. Sorry, as separate decorators. (laughs) But uh, yeah, you can do that. And that way, when you have a little toolbar tool at the top to toggle your theme, you can find that, what theme is selected through the context object. And you can set that to the theme provider so that uh, your stories render with the correct theme. Nice. And that, I I believe, is the long and short of it. Yeah. I got to tell you... the workflow around Storybook is great because what it does is you've got a very design-centric company that takes like takes the, the, the Roboto font being slightly different very, very seriously. <laughs> being able to deploy a Storybook and then have them kind of look at the components very much in isolation and be like, oh, this is what a table's going to look like. And this is what the mini table's going to look like. And this is going to... And they can adjust the breakpoints. They can show it on, on mobile, laptop, 
tablet, mm-hmm. whatever, what have you. And they, and you can literally just get bugs against that. And it's like, it's so much nicer than, and then and, and, you know, what does the, the low data mode look like? You know, the no data mode, the, you know, no records found, but well, you know, all those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. And then you plug it in the app, hook it up. Boom. It Voila. You're good. Yeah. It just worked. TM. Yeah. Just works. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, our, our new tagline for that is uh, "UI without the grunt work." Yeah, mm. yeah, it's a I good that one. Was pretty snazzy too. I like that. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I would say it's like UI, but the only thing you have to worry about is the margins and the padding, because after that, it's like all oh, you know. Wait, this page does you know it's like how the how the components all get together. You know that mm-hmm. that can be exactly lots of little fixed width bugs, thanks <laughs> to Paige. So, we have an add-on for that. Uh, oh, it's, uh, it's an essentials add-on. Uh, really? Called the measurement and outline. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So mm. you don't even have to open up your Chrome Dev Tools. It works the same sort of way, the same UI. You just hover over a particular element, and it will show you with the different colors and everything how much uh, padding, margins, with the numbers Sweet. and everything. It's awesome. Nice. Yes. Yeah. This gives you saved me so much time. <laughs> Oh, yes. <laughs> you get the little purple things, X number of pixels with the, yeah. Oh, Just funny. like in Figma. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. This is Photoshop. Same thing. So so you've got this for material and you say you have integrations for lots of different things now. Do you have ones for other design systems like Ant Design or... What are some of the other really popular ones out there? Chakra, Chakra yeah, Tailwind, yeah. you know, you name <laughs> well, it. Tailwind's not as Tailwind. Tailwind. You, you mentioned mm. yeah. you're you're really setting setting all of this up for me to tee it all off here. Um, <laughs> so while so there's a ton of add-ons from the community where people have made pre-configured tools to be able to pull a lot of this stuff in, which is fantastic. I love all these community add-ons. We still find that we get a lot of questions as well. So there are going to be recipe pages for a lot of those, a lot of those UI libraries as well. So mm-hmm. uh, actually yesterday I was writing one for Tailwind CSS and I'm going to be working on the one for Chakra this afternoon. Mm. Uh, nice. Really just going through as many of these as possible. Am I, so I know we're on a React podcast, so would it be a faux pas of me to mention a non-React? Not at all. Actually, no. Paige is all spelt now, you know. Really? I, yeah. I am not, Jeff. What? I thought you guys were doing spelt too. I mean, we are. We we have okay. some sites that are built with Svelte, but Next.js is the one that I'm most focused on at the moment. Okay. But yeah. Yes, enough, you can. If you can talk about anything JavaScript, CSS, yeah, HTML, totally fine. just run the gamut, Sean. We're go for it. Go. Awesome. <laughs> so I wrapped up one earlier this week for Beautify. So uh, yeah. The view community really, really likes <laughs> really, really likes to get content for them. And we have been sorely lacking that department as a like React first group. But uh, mm-hmm. we don't want to, we really don't want to leave folks out. You mentioned um Svelte. Yeah. And, um, we have that almost ready to go for 7.0 as well. Nice. Um, so that will be ready to work out of the box. Vite and all. However you like, however you like to develop it. Yeah, hopefully we've got it. We're working on it. Yeah, we got Next.js. I had a, an article from a while ago adding uh, React IET Next into Storybook. Mm. Uh, and I have some examples for Transloco uh, for Angular and also Vue IET Next. 
that I still need to write up the actual instructions for. But I have all of these example repos that I've just been fiddling around with in my, uh, in my downtime. Hey there, this is Charles Maxwood. I'm excited because I wanted to let you know about this thing that I pulled together that I had just, I've been dying to have this for years and I never felt like I could. And then I just realized that there's no reason why I can't. So um, I'm putting together a book club and we're going to read development focused books, career books, you know, uh, technical books, whatever. The first book that we're going to do is going to be Clean Architecture by Uncle Bob Martin. If you're not familiar with Clean Code or some of the other stuff that Bob has done, check that out. I've also talked to him on the Clean Coders podcast, which is on Top End Devs. But uh, yeah, we're going to get on. He's going to show up to some of our meetings. And what I'm thinking is we'll probably have like five or six people uh, part of the conversation along with Bob and I at the same time. And we'll just, uh, so somebody can come on, they can ask their question, and then we'll just ro- rotate people through. So we'll we'll mute one person, unmute another person when it's their turn to come on and, and be part of the discussion. So we'll do that for like an hour, hour and a half. And then the other part of it that I'm putting together is just kind of a meet and greet gather area on Gather Town. And so after the the meetup and the call, what we'll do is we'll all go over to Gather Town and you can just log in, walk up to a group and have a conversation. And that way we can all kind of get to know each other and and make friends and, and get to know people across the world. Uh, one thing that I'm finding is that, yeah, the meetups are starting to come back, but a lot of people don't have the opportunity to go to a meetup. And I really want to meet you guys and talk to you. So we're going to put all that together. It'll all be part of that book club. You can go to topendevs.com slash book club to be part of it. And I'm looking forward to seeing you there. The first book club meeting will be in December, the beginning of December. We're starting the first week of December. And um, you'll also be part of the conversation about which book we do next. I have one in mind, but I want to see where everybody's at. So there you go. Nice. How about about deploying it? Like when you, if I want to just get this thing out to an S3 bucket, so my product managers can look at it and tell me where my margins and fonts are wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I really had to deploy to find out. Well, they don't want to run my app. They don't want to run the storybook locally. They don't want to connect my local host. You know, I got to deploy the thing. Yeah, of course. (laughs) So the storybook CLA has uh, a way to build it down into a static site, and then you can upload it, uh, deploy it anywhere that you like. However, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that Chromatic does offer free storybook hosting on their free accounts. I swear I wasn't setting you guys up. <laughs> didn't know about that. I didn't know about that. Perfect. But that sounds great. I do. Yeah. Now I do. Yeah. <laughs> so that's all free there. The free account has, I think, 3,000 snapshots a month. Mm-hmm. And then it's a certain amount over. But then there's paid accounts where you get like 35,000 snapshots a month too. But yeah, the deploying of Storybook, always free. Okay, cool. Yeah, sweet. So do you offer like a self-hosted or an enterprise level option for Storybook too? Because I know for big companies, you know, having the free account is usually not not an option. <laughs> yeah, they, want, they want that security too. Exactly. Nobody can look at our sacred design system. Yeah, okay. our IP is protected. <laughs> right, protecting the, the button roundiness. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, so we're SOC 2 compliant and have an enterprise version available an enterprise account we don't have self-hosted right now Mm. Um, but yeah we have uh, everything for like single sign-on and all of that fun stuff for for enterprise we normally have like a big checklist that we do with those clients to make sure that we meet all of their requirements and Mm -hmm. uh, 
yeah, but SOC 2 compliant. So we get a lot of the, the check marks right out of the gate there. Yeah, I, I just use static hosting, honestly, in my company. I think we just, mm-hmm. I think we use basic auth, you know, as long as you know the password, you're good. <laughs> you're in. You're in. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the three people that need to look at this. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I if I'm my, I'm using my own stuff, I'll end up using something like Netlify or even Surge. Oh yeah, quickly throw something up and, and away you go. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, if you're working with a team, again, Chromatic is is like uh, your multiplayer storybook, and so yeah, it will deploy <laughs> for every branch. Um, oh, that's pretty sweet. That's nice. That's really nice because you don't want to deploy into main, you know, unless it's right. So having right. something that people can see in the branch, uh, that's 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 very hard when it comes to S three. You know, like, of course, yeah. yeah that's that so hassle. locally, you can use the Chromatic CLI tool to. You don't even have to push it up to GitHub or anything. You can just run the Chromatic uh, command, and that mm-hmm. will put it up on like via your branch and everything. So it will build the storybook down and deploy out for you right from there. So yeah, pretty sweet. Wow. Yeah. That I mean, that's a that's that'd be such a help to have, especially when you're doing like the design review and getting that yeah. in front of the designer to be able to get their feedback. That would be great. <laughs> Absolutely. And so, Chromatic is to bring all of those non developer folks into the workflow, right? Mm-hmm. You can have a, a GitHub account to log in, but you don't need to. And then you can share it with everybody. Everyone can actually start to like leave comments and like approve the the diffs for for like your visual changes and stuff like that so yeah oh wow it can handle comments and so you can like annotate things oh Absolutely. yeah yeah not only can you write uh comments for like the whole snapshot itself but you have you have the ability to click right at a certain part and leave a comment right there so that's pretty sweet too <laughs> Sounds good. You know, it's one of those things where it's like, oh man, wait, where is this bug? Is this bug over in Jira? Is it over in GitHub issues? <laughs> now it's made. It's, now it's a new thing. Now it's now going to be over in Chromatic. Right. You know? Slack it to you. No. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, don't take my word for it. Try it out free today. Uh, <laughs> sorry, we're supposed to wait to the end for the pluggables, right? Oh yeah. Oh, that's fine. You can get ahead of yourself. That's when you plug kitchen gear. <laughs> I often do get ahead of myself. Yeah. <laughs> So I am curious, how did you get into working for Chromatic and working Mm. on Storybook in particular? Because it's, you know, it's such a handy tool to have, but you, a lot of times you don't really think about the companies that are actually behind these tools and how developers come to work for them, work with them. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, that's a very good question. And it's, I'll try and summarize it. Otherwise we'll be here. We'll be here all day. Uh, (laughs) So very early on into my career, I actually worked with Varun, who is now, I now work with at Chromatic. Uh, we work in a company called uh, Wrangle. As I was getting started, I was really, really into making UIs look and feel great. And I found that a lot of developers, even front-end developers, would get sort of annoyed. They had their certain, they had a threshold. Yes! And I'd be like, oh, yeah. no, 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 this is ridiculous. <laughs> Do we really need to support IE10? Like, come on. Really? <laughs> oh, well, that's a different threshold. Oh, absolutely. That, yeah. No, I'm talking like the, the pixel funging threshold of like, you know, the 10th bug that is on like the margins being just not quite right. Yeah. yeah. The line height on the font is one. Oh, God. <laughs> come on. Can any user see that? No. 
<laughs> but we can. We oh, can. yeah, sure. That's the problem. Yeah, so I, I stayed in contact with Varun after he left. And he ended up at, at Chromatic quite a few years ago when it was still a very, very small company. And so I kind of knew that Chromatic existed. But uh, in the meantime, I always ended up becoming the steward of my company's storybook wherever I was. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, well, someone broke it and no one was looking at it. And so, <laughs> you just took it up and fixed yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Like, all right, well, we need to add this plugin or like we're missing this dependency. <laughs> uh, when I was working at Wealthsimple, I, I worked for the on the front end platforming team. For mm-hmm. a while. Uh, yeah. And so we had storybook for React Native that uh, tend to break fairly often because of the native <laughs> dependencies. Not well, because of because of React Native. Right. Also, Which know, just breaks all the time. Yeah. Of okay. course. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's got its quirks. I like it. <laughs> so, yeah, I always kind of just ended up working in Storybook. And when I ended up on a platforming team supporting engineers internally, mm-hmm. I sort of already got into the kind of work that uh, I do now at Chromatic, but just yeah. for you know, a company of like 300 developers right? Uh, turned into, you know, a globe full of developers from all over the world. Uh, not terrifying <laughs> at all. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was kind of sort of, sort of a natural progression. I got laid off in the summer from, from Wealthsimple and I knew that uh, Chromatic was hiring. I knew the room. And so I went for a chat. Initially, I talked to Michael Shulman about working on the storybook team as like uh, one of the core contributors. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, like, well, why don't you talk to, to, to Dom as well? Dom uh, runs the, the DX team. And sounds like you might also enjoy some of that. And then we can decide <laughs> how your interview process goes from there. And as yeah. soon as I've been on the call for like five minutes with Dom and I'm like, oh no, I'm, I'm working on the DX team. It's happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the rest is history, as they say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it sounds like a very natural progression. You know, you go from being an internal advocate for Storybook to just working for the company itself. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, definitely. Uh, <laughs> pretty awesome. I I still start work some days and go, is Oh, nice. That's great. It's really, really cool. The company is still very, very small and everyone's so, so nice. I'm someone who gets like uh, imposter syndrome early on. And I'm I'm sure like we all do. Yeah. Yeah. I want to know who isn't. No, yeah, right. (laughs) Only a psychopath is like, I'm just the best coming into this. There's nobody better than me. That's what, and by the way, that's the worst job to have. If you're not learning anything, if you're not working with people who are better, not better, but whatever, they have different skill sets and you're learning every day, that's the great place to be. Yes, it's going to feel a little uncomfortable, but hey. Absolutely. You just learned something new. You just learned something. Exactly. You just learned not to set a fixed width. Yeah. (laughs) I've learned valuable lessons for myself. (laughs) For myself, exactly. You're the one who's learned that one. Yeah. That's (laughs) from five minutes ago. Thank you for teaching me. (laughs) So I have have a story uh, uh, about. you mentioned like different skill sets and people tend to get imposter syndrome from that. But uh, before, what I was. What I, what I was saying is it's really hard. It was really hard for me starting at Chromatic to get imposter syndrome because hmm. you've got such a small company and everyone's so excited that someone new is joining. You get like, <laughs> DMs from every person. You're setting up all these copy chats. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's Everyone's so nice and friendly and excited. It was just 
it's still really hard for me to be like, oh, I don't, maybe I'm not good enough to be here. (laughs) Yeah. Is it, is it all virtual? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We've got people all over the world. Uh, We've got uh, a handful of folks in the Netherlands. We've got someone in Taiwan. Uh, Cool. There's a few of us in Canada. Then a big smattering of people across the U.S. So, yeah. Can I geek out here for a second and ask about micro front ends? Yeah. So, you know, module federation and micro front ends, because there was some stuff done early on with, with Storybook and trying to get it so that you could remote, lo- you know, remote load yeah. components. Is that still going on? How, where does that sit? Or is that something you know about? So we have something called Storybook Composition, uh, where if the packages that you, like dependencies that you have, have a, a Storybook, it will load that storybook into your own. So, okay. for example, if um, like Material UI had a storybook, oh uh, wow, like you would see all of the stories from Material UI at the bottom, and you could flick through all of that and see all the documentation, how it all works, all mm-hmm. the code. and you would get your theme on their stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude. Oh. oh, okay. All right. Pretty neat. Well, it is neat. That is yeah. neat. Because you don't want to rewrite all those. That's craziness. Yeah. Of course, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So in the article that invited me on here for, we have a part about uh, TypeScript and reusing the types there uh, mm. to generate the controls for, for your stories too, which is mm-hmm. very, very handy. Because yeah, I don't want to rewrite all of yeah. those, all those types <laughs> and the controls to go with it. Oh, yeah. And not to sound too too nice, I, I really have appreciated how good the TypeScript integration is with Storybook. Honestly, mm. like it's really good. It's, it's, good. it's well pretty there. great. Yeah, yeah. I, it's and it's it's getting better all the time. We just added Storybook four point nine to sorry TypeScript four point nine to Storybook seven. There we go. I got the model <laughs> up there for a second, so we get to use the new satisfies keyword Uh, oh yeah yeah which means you can you don't have to add every single prop to all of your stories it just satisfies the Uh, whole prop list which is fantastic makes it so much easier yeah (laughs) i've been looking for a really good like satisfies a satisfying satisfies story <laughs> you know you know around like why is this thing interesting because it's like it kind of on facebook you're like well, eh. but now yeah. it's like oh that makes a, well wow that actually makes a lot of sense yeah yeah so you'll you'll start seeing that come up in uh, our typescript examples soon as well Ooh, yeah. fantastic mm-hmm. so one question that i have is if you already have a project let's say that you've already got a react application or something and you wanted to start integrating storybook into it what is your advice to get started like especially for those large projects that have lots and lots of components or lots of libraries they're pulling in what advice would you offer to people to to kind of get get going yeah, absolutely. So the the storybook CLI is a great place to start. If you run npx sb init, it will read through your project, try and figure out what kind of framework you're using and start scaffolding everything out for you. And it even puts a little stories folder into your source folder with a few example stories so you can see what uh, like how you would write stories for your project. And mm-hmm. then from there, I heard this saying one time, if something's worth doing, it's worth doing poorly. Um, <laughs> which on the face of it, like, bear with me here for a second. The idea is like, if you 
feel like you can't clean your teeth. Like doing it for a few seconds is better than not doing it all. So taking mm-hmm. the same approach there. Oh, uh, okay. Sure. Like writing a story is better than having no stories at all. Yeah. And yeah. I like to take the sort of the scouts rule of leave the code base. <laughs> better than you uh, found it. Cleaner right. better than you found it. Yeah. Yeah. So you yeah. to be in Got the right it. area, just throw a little extra story in or, you know, your task, mm-hmm. you're in the in there for. And uh, yeah. Slowly but surely, it doesn't have to be like an all or nothing thing, which mm-hmm. I know that we definitely get into the habit too, especially like larger teams, larger projects. Like, well, if we're going to commit to using this thing, we should do it. So there's not like <laughs> yeah, fifty overdo it, tools. you know? Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that just like that puts the blocker in our, our way of actually doing something that's going to be good for us in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, they're already in their own contained dot stories dot js or ts files so in a day if it's not working out just rmrf get them out of there yeah <laughs> well you know what's the there's another like don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good or something like basically right yeah. Yeah. yeah all of those inspirational poster sayings like yeah just give it a go try it right ship it <laughs> don't wait for it to be perfect that kind of thing hang in there cat falling off cliff you know? <laughs> exactly yeah right <laughs> <laughs> But for storybook. <laughs> right. We I mean, really need to come up with a line of inspirational cards for reactive developers. Like, you yeah, know. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, that's a good way to approach it, though, because that's the the same kind of approach that my team takes for linting. Because we have a lint rule set up that when it the build runs, it checks that we haven't added more lint to the project. It either has to be the same amount or less. <laughs> and if yeah. it fails, it's because there's too much lint and you have to go fix some. But it's it's the same thing. It's really simple stuff to, to usually do. It just takes a few extra minutes to find some, fix it, and move on with your day. Yeah. I So I've worked with teams. I won't name any names or <laughs> talk about that uh, give you the link to the repo, but uh, it got to a point where there were so many lint warnings in the CLI <laughs> that it was hard to see the lint errors which right. the CLI yeah. was failing on. Like, can we just only show errors instead of these warnings? No! You need to clean up what? <laughs> oh my god, that's like the worst possible decision. That's like, Absolutely. you know, there's not there's too much toxic sludge in my backyard. Well, let's just build a deck on top of the toxic sludge. <laughs> exactly. Just ignore What that. are you doing? <laughs> Madness. If you ignore it, it will go away. <laughs> Just don't look at them. Oh my God. No. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> That's literally the worst programming story I've heard today, which not, you know, it's only, it's only nine my time. So whatever. Right. Still early. Yeah. Still early. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. I'm sure we, we all have them. We all have them. Oh well, yeah. Like at the end of the day, like you're you're working on on a big project, you've got timelines and whatnot. I get it. Like making the decision, like okay, well, I don't want to deal with this right now. I need to get this feature going. Oh well, yeah. So, yeah. It happens, but yeah, we should be able to <laughs> to laugh a little bit and kick ourselves in the butt for it too. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Is there any? I, wow! I this has been so much fun that yeah. I hate I hate to actually end it. But I mean, is there any? Is there anything we need to talk about that you, you know, like big things we haven't talked about that we haven't? Because I think we yeah. covered a ton. Yeah, I mean the the new stuff with Storybook is yeah. so great. I'm in on this conference, man. I'm March. Yeah. Yeah, here we go. I 
can't wait to see you there. It's yeah. going to be a blast. Yeah, I'll talk a little bit about uh, integrations like I, like I did today. But, you know, I'll have a little slides and probably some funny GIFs in there, too. Oh. Um, yeah, to keep it interesting. Uh, so you're going to be presenting and then other people are going to be presenting as well, I'm guessing. Yes, lots and lots of presenters. I'll probably be up. It won't be okay. long. But you'll see me. I'll be there. You'll be M- MC between ones. Here's a little bit of comedy. Keep it going. I'm I'm emceeing. Uh, oh, you do well. Uh, Michael Chan, fantastic, is doing it. Oh, he oh. will nail it. So yeah, Michael Chan is <laughs> great. He's he's always fun to watch. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I don't think I have anything unless you want to hear that uh, story that I. Uh, I got distracted and didn't tell. Uh, oh, yeah, yes, please, 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 please. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. So early on in my career, again, I was at Wrangle at the time. What was Wrangle? Wrangle is a JavaScript consultancy uh, okay. in Canada. Okay. Um, a lot of really amazing people, like a lot of my best friends I met working. Actually, my my partner, we're getting married next to year. Congrats. We were sitting across from each other. Oh, Aww. no. Aww. Love it first keyboard click. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the first time I just mashed down on my blue, my cherry blue keys and annoyed everyone. Like, right. <laughs> yes, exactly. That I can hear the guy. I can hear the click. Yeah, yes. I was like, yeah, that's the one. What confidence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. So I distracted you. Go on story and place. Yeah. So again, very early on into my career, being at Wrangle and all these amazing people, there there were two engineers there that, you know, have been in the industry for like a decade plus. And all of the stuff they do is so amazing. And I remember just being in awe of them and being like, I can never be able to code like that. I still don't think I can, but hey, whatever. (laughs) Here we are. And so I remember talking to one. Uh, so developer number one said like, ah, oh, developer number two does this thing that uh, makes me feel like a moron. They're so good. I love everything about them. Like, I hopefully one day I can be a developer as good as they are. And then a few weeks later, I was talking to developer two on their last day. And they happened to mention developer one and how they felt sort of inferior and oh, wow. not as smart <laughs> as this other person. Like, wow. Even these two powerhouses that I've looked mm-hmm. up to for all these months, getting to work with them, I think they're both incredible. And they're like, I'm crap compared to the other guy. Like, <laughs> yeah, you never you never know who like looks up to you and what you have to, to offer. Like even, mm-hmm. even if you're really, really early on into your career, you could be really, really good at something that everyone else on your team just maybe doesn't even have an yeah. idea about. Yeah. Like there's always yeah. room to teach each other regardless of your, uh, your seniority, so... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're That's... feeling any imposter syndrome, just remember uh, there's probably someone thinking you're amazing. <laughs> Maybe it's really great. Thank you. That's so you inspirational. Know? Yeah, it really uh, is. Aww. That on a poster. One of our react- I know yeah. one of our React cheer me up posters. <laughs> I'll have my people talk to your people. We'll uh, we'll figure right. it out. We'll set up. Eventually, a- your code base will run clean. Or, you know, like, or something like that. Yeah, right. We like, yeah, we hope. Yay! Them. <laughs> yes. That much hope. Yeah, it's, it's somewhere between demoral. You remember Demoralizer? Like, the, oh, there's a. Those uh, were great. Posters. I think, yeah. I, yeah. The demotivational posters. Demotivation. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I guess you take a look at those. See those around this print in our Those are hilarious. Oh, yeah. Because it gets worse instead of it gets better. And it's <laughs> in front of a beautiful landscape. And. Uh, <laughs> But then I giggle. So yeah, it's a yeah. start of the day. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Have you ever wished that you had a group of people that were just as passionate about writing code as you are? I know I did. I did that for most of my career. I'd go to the meetups. I'd try and create other opportunities. And it was just really hard, right? The meetups, I got some of that, but they were only like once or twice a month. And it was just really hard to find that group of people that I connected with and, and really wanted to, you know, talk about code a lot, right? I mean, I love writing code. I think it's the best. And so I've decided to create this community and create it a, a worldwide community that we can all jump in and do it. So we're going to have two workshops every week. One of those or two of those every month are going to be Q&A calls, right, where you can get on, you can ask me or me and another expert questions. Uh, the rest of them are going to be focused on different aspects of career or programming or things like that, right? So it'll go anywhere from like deployments and containers all the way up to managing your 401k and negotiating your benefits package. Well, we'll cover all of it, okay? And then we're also going to have meetups every month for your particular technology area. So we have shows about JavaScript, React, Angular, Vue, and so on. We're going to have meetups for all of those things. I'm going to revive the freelancer show. We'll have one about that, right? So you can get started freelancing or continue freelancing if that's where you're at. And I'm working on finding authors who can actually do weekly video tutorials on something for 10 minutes that's related, to, again, to those technology areas so that you can stay current, keep growing. So if you're interested, go to topendevs.com slash sign up and you can get in right now for $39. When we're done, that price is going to go up to $75. And the $39 price gets you access to two calls per week. The, the full price at $150, which is going to be $75 over the next few weeks, that price is going to get you access to all of the calls and all of the tutorials and everything else that we put out from Top End Devs along with member pricing for our remote conferences that are coming up next year. So go check it out, topendevs.com slash sign up. All right, well, let's do our picks. Paige, what, what do you have for picks this week? Sure, so I have a holiday-themed pick for Ooh. everyone. Not sure when this is coming out. It may be before Christmas, it may be after. But if you like to make holiday drinks and you're looking for something besides the traditional eggnog that most of North America is very fond of and familiar with, I would recommend you try out Punchacrem, which is the Caribbean South American version of eggnog. So my husband oh. is originally from the island of Trinidad. So it's a you know, a normal tradition for his family to make, but it's basically condensed milk, evaporated milk, rum instead of <laughs> bourbon. Yeah, uh, as you do. Lime, lime peel, because we've got that South American thing going on. A and zesty. then a little bit of bitters, because that just uh -huh. goes with everything, and a, and a dash of nutmeg. So if you want to do something that's a little bit different, it's got a really nice flavor, still feels very Christmassy and rich and decadent, and I will put a link to one of the many recipes for it but it's it's excellent it's a it's a great drink for the holidays page that is now my pick i'm i don't have anything better than that <laughs> <laughs> okay well john you don't want to do a pick it's oh no, i've got picks oh, 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 oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. okay i yes. wasn't sure which which way to go and i didn't come prepared with any cooking utensil picks oh no um, i know it's very classic for us <laughs> I feel like I'm being a little bit boring by sharing some some developer tools here. So I've got I've got two. So first of all, I just started using Warp Terminal, which is so so good. Even just being able to like 
click and pointer goes, the, the cursor goes there. I love warp uh, terminal. It's fantastic. It's amazing. Okay, I, can I just sh- shout in for a second? I did a whole video on warp terminal, and half the comments, though, are like, I have to give a login to get into my terminal. And I'm like, what? And they, they, the guys are very in, into like, no, I never. And, and that's weird because like all the developer tools nowadays, they ask for a, lo- a GitHub login. I mean, come on. But yeah. whatever. And I, I digress. So yes, I like it. I Me yeah. too. Yeah. I think it's fantastic. And okay. then on the note of the holidays, my favorite gift that anyone has given me this year uh, is an invite to the Arc browser by the browser company. <laughs> Uh, which is what I'm talking to you on right now. It's amazing. It truly, as someone with ADHD who has a hard time focusing (laughs) and trying to, you know, stick to the task at hand, having Mm -hmm. the spaces and even the different profiles to only have things that you need open at the time is amazing. And when it auto archives tabs that I have open for forever and still haven't Mm -hmm. read, it gets rid of it for me instead of me panicking, being like, well, what if I need it one day? I'm like, right. It's there. (laughs) Yeah. So treat yourself. Uh, Sign up for our browser. Sweet. That was giving my pick. You killed me. Oh Oh my God. But I will say there, there, there's a, uh, you didn't mention that there's a picture in picture mode that's in Arc Browser, which is so good. It's stupidly good. Like, you, you know, you just kind of like, it's exactly what you want. But that's the weird thing. It's like, it's trying to get you away from distractions. And the, and the picture in picture is such an amazing distraction that, like, <laughs> it's it's so good. Anyway, uh, Paige, have you gotten an, an invite? Because I'll, I'll gladly send you an invite. Over on, I do yeah. not have an invite, but okay. I would love to have one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want this. This is really good. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to come up with one on the fly. It, and it is. A kitchen tool. Yes. Yeah. The the yeah the Zojirushi. I would say uh, rice maker. My my mm. you know my wife is like, I want my tenth rice maker because she's killed everyone previous. So it's like you know <laughs> there we go. So that's gonna be either Christmas. <laughs> my wife is like one of those Christmas babies. So her her birthday is just a few days before Christmas. So it's always mm. like it's just basically like a pile. And it's like okay, yeah, this piles. That yeah, birthday, some have Christmas. Christmas paper, some have You're right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just, <laughs> just gotta sum up by weight or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I mean, you wow. all out of the way in one in one go, right? Mm-hmm. You can think uh, like, no, you do. no. I mean, it just means a lot of shopping, and it means a lot of shopping like right at the worst shopping time of the year. <laughs> you know, like everybody. <laughs> At least we're all, I don't know, we're all doing it online, but nowadays I don't want to, I want to still support local businesses. So it's like, mm-hmm. absolutely. All of that. Yeah. It's a toss up. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> it's tough. Well, Sean, this has been just, this has been so much fun. And mm-hmm. you know, yeah. thank you so much for having me, Jack. Yeah. It's, it's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah. yeah. Can't wait to absolutely. have you on again. Somewhere. Yeah. That would and be learn more. Let's yeah. do, uh, let's do it for, you know, the eighth release. Absolutely. You know, whenever that is. Storybook yes. 8. Storybook 8. Um, I don't think exactly. I can say. But Storybook we, Ocho. We are thinking about what will go into 8 as well, actually. So oh, boy. Good. It's a possibility. Well, you should. I mean, I'm sure there's a roadmap somewhere. <laughs> there certainly is, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. Also, like, we talk about the roadmap every month, and anyone on our Discord channel uh, is welcome oh. to come in and, and check it out. So Nice. Well, that's a nice... Come on, that's a nice plug right there. Yeah, there we yeah. go. Put Perfect. your thoughts in here. Share yeah. your feelings. Exactly. Make Discord one of your hundred or so Discord. I mean, make make that one of your hundred or so Discord servers <laughs> that you're on. Absolutely. I think it's actually a limit, apparently. 
Really? Oh. I think there is. Yeah. Wow. I'm not wow. close. I think I'm like in mm. my 25s at least right now, but you know. Oh, man. God. God. My, it's too much stuff to keep I look up at with. Discord, feel like my brains are going to leak out of my ears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If I had to pick one DM, though, it would definitely be Discord. There's so like Teams is abysmal. Slack is oh. is better. And then Discord's just great. <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, this has been wonderful. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll see you next next week. Absolutely. See you then. Take care. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Bandwidth for this segment is provided by Cashfly, the world's fastest CDN. Deliver your content fast with Cashfly. Visit C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y dot com to learn more.